TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. It is Tuesday. That means Chair Shot Radio Hockey Talk with Patrick O'Dowd and lawyer David Ongar. Welcome in to this week's edition of Chair Shot Radio on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of thechairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And a week after Dave and I proved how little we actually know about hockey, I'm going to follow that performance up, Dave, by admitting been a bad hockey fan this week. How so? I have not watched a lick of hockey this week at all. In fact, I don't even know what the standings are this week. I don't know what kind of movement has taken place this week. Here's the only thing I know. My background picture has changed. Do you recognize the man in the background picture? Hmm. Let me enlarge your screen here. Enhance. Enhance. I did enhance. Uh, who is that? I do not know, Pat, off the top of my head. That is Chris Pronger, uh, sir. I, I was going to say Chris Pronger. <laughs> and yes. the more, so right, the, right as you said that, I was like, oh, wait, that's Chris Pronger. And, and, the, and so Dave doesn't know anything about hockey either again. Uh, no, just kidding. Here and here's the only this is the only thing I know that happened in the world of hockey this week, and that is that the Blues uh, honored Chris Pronger this week, put his jersey up in the rafters, had a nice little come home where it's it's so funny. And I know this happens to all of us, by the way, when we get old, like very few people get the magical genetics to just look amazing the rest of their life. Although Jennifer Beals, by the way, in the book of Boba Fett, still got it at fifty nine. My goodness, um, Chris Pronger kind of looks like a banker. Like, like he he's got these little wire. He wearing these wire rim glasses. He's a really tall banker, but but I uh, yeah, that's about the only thing I know that happened in the world of hockey. So today, Dave's going to kind of take the reins on where we go. You did share an article with me that we're going to cover uh, from Bleacher Report, uh, where Bleacher Report suggested eight players. Uh, that could benefit from a new destination. And I know you want to talk about at least one because it does suggest a move to uh, a player's move to your capitals. And I, I, I mean, it makes a ton of sense based on what we've talked about all, all year. Uh, And I guess guess we'll just, I'll kind of let you take the wheel uh, after both commercial breaks, if you don't mind though. Um, you know, I don't know where we'll go after that second second commercial break. I don't know. You want to talk the trade article first? You want to like look at the standings and 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 yeah, we'll we'll talk we'll talk the trade article first, and you know we'll 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 get into. I guess we could talk about Tampa not losing to anybody again. We could talk about Florida playing well. We could uh, I I don't know. Like some of it's just a lot of the same. We could talk about I don't know. It, I didn't look and see the results of the all-star votes, you know, that game that we didn't pay attention to, to see who the oh, last no, people they, were. I did. We got a lot of them right. Stamkos got voted in. Uh, 
Nadim Khazri got voted in. Um, Zabinajad got voted in, but he's not going to play for personal reasons. So Jay Gensel got in for him. I don't know okay. what the personal reasons are. Uh, and then I forget who the one from. So Stamkos was from the Atlantic. Zabinajad slash Gensel from the Metro. Um, Kadri from the Central. And I think it was. It might have been Troy Terry from the Pacific for the for the Ducks. I'll look it up. Okay, yeah, cool. So what we'll do then is we're gonna we're gonna talk about that trade article first. Uh, we're gonna take our first commercial break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about these you know some of these players that were listed by Bleacher Report as uh, players who could use a change of scenery for the rest of the NHL season. You are listening. To Hockey Talk on Chairshot Radio, part of the Chairshot Radio Network, here on the Chairshot.com. And as you all know, that sound means it's time to jump into Hockey Talk. And today, we're going to start by talking about an article that that, uh, that Dave sent me via text that I then moved over to uh, one of my or one of our internet repositories so that I didn't lose the article or forget it and have it up and ready to go. But it was an article from Bleacher Report. It dropped on January 19th is written by a guy named Franklin Steele, and he just wrote eight NHL players who would be revitalized with a trade in 2022. And self-explanatory article, like nine guys, places, uh, most of them he gave a specific team, although Kyler Yamamoto, uh, they just said to a mid-rebuild team. So anywhere where a team is in the midst of a rebuild, you know, get him out of the Edmonton Oilers that might be best, but Dave, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it over to you because I'm assuming what what got your attention was the idea of Mark Andre Fleury being traded to your Washington Capitals. Yes, which you you've been talking about the need for goalie help for quite some time now. So yeah, what could could they do it, and who do they move? Yeah, I think um, flurry to the Caps makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, as as we noted, the goaltending woes of the Washington Capitals get worse and worse every week. Um, cost them the game against Boston. Um, you know, I think all credit to Charlie McAvoy on that wrist shot with less than a minute to go. Uh, Vanacek has to make that save. That wasn't it wasn't a soft goal, but it was a savable goal, and you've got to come up there and he did he didn't and that cost him at least a point and now they're not even in the top three of the metro anymore as we will talk about in the second half uh i think uh as to who do they give up for that that's that's tough i mean the blackhawks are in not going anywhere this year that's pretty evident at this point um you know do you give up one of the young goalies and somebody else uh possibly you know i think i could see them trading away samsonov um, he's been a big disappointment this year. I could see them trying to work something. They've got some young players. Um, 
you know, I, I wouldn't want to see him like give up Ferravari or something like that, but that's possible. Giving up a defenseman like that, perhaps Kempney, who was a hero in 2018, but makes too many mistakes now. So it just depends what Chicago's looking for. But yeah, you add Mark Andre Fleury to that, put him in net, and suddenly the Caps resolve the biggest issue that is holding them back. And then, then it gets interesting for them because I think, you know, I think his performance in Chicago has been spotty at best. He didn't want to go there. Yeah. Um, and, and and he's been he's played good. He's had some rough outings. Uh, I think the notion of him going back to the East and especially the possibility of playing against Pittsburgh would be intriguing to Flurry, as beloved as he is in Pittsburgh. But uh, yeah, the Caps have got to do something, and there's not a plethora of quality goalies out there who are going to be available at the trade deadline um, who are playing on these teams that are kind of wallowing in the, in the muck and the mire right now, like the Blackhawks are. That's a move I think that would make a tremendous amount of sense if they can pull it off. Hopefully they're looking at something. They got to do something. I know the trade deadline's way out in March, you know, which is weird right. this year because so of all the postponements. Plenty of time. Yeah. So there's plenty yeah. of time to see. I mean, Vanacek, I like him. He's been be- the best out of all of them other than Fucali, who's played really well. But they need to do something because that is the glaring. And the article lays out the Caps' dreadful goaltending statistics, regardless of who's yeah. in net. So, yeah, they got to do something there. Um, Sounds like the dogs agree, too, when you talk about dreadful goaltending. Because every time you run goaltending, you hear this growl in the background. So, you, you got your it's it's fine like let them be mad it's cool yeah they're pissed but i tell you the, the article um <laughs> they're pissed the article did mention one other thing that that i i had a different i mean the evgeny dadnov trade for the vegas golden yeah. knights i agree with that but i would if i was vegas and i was the team involved because they talk about kessel going to the rangers I'd rather see Dadnoff go to, I mean, I wouldn't want to see it because it would be bad for us, but that to me is a better fit than Kessel. Kessel's great for veteran leadership and the Rangers maybe need that. But when you read this whole article and you realize that, but for the Rangers, amazing goaltending that they're getting, um, they haven't scored much. And I think Dadnoff gets really, they're they're, there. They win in spite. I guess it's, the defense wins championships sort of model of, He's, of hockey. Who's Starokin or St- I don't remember the goalie for the Rangers. I'll have right. to look it up. But I think Dadnoff would be a better fit just because I think he would give them more. You know, Kessel's good. He's a little bit older. than. Well, I'm not really sure who's older, but I like Dadnoff fitting in with the Rangers better than. Uh, and I don't think, you know, I mean, the Red Wings are kind of there on the cusp of being decent. So. You know, yeah, it's it's I mean, the article even points out it's this there's this nucleus, this young nucleus that could use some veteran leadership to kind of help those those younger guys develop as you talk about teams on the rise. I mean, Detroit's right there right now. They're just, you know, six points, six points back of Boston, nine points back of Toronto. So it's uh, a move isn't impossible. Um, but you know, and, and you need to do it now. It's funny. You talk about the deadline in March, but I feel like teams have got to treat it like the deadline is next week as we, as we kind of head towards the back half of the season, you know, a trade deadline in March. Now it's a great late addition for a playoff team. Uh, but 
But what what else, what other good does it do if you're a team looking to sell? Right, and, and like you're pointing out, other than some of the Canadian teams, pretty much everybody's halfway through the season now. So you're at the midpoint. So it's time, you know, if you're going to make a move, this is a time. Like the Caps are exactly at the midpoint. So if you're going to make a move, this is a time to start thinking about that because the season's not getting any longer. And, and I think a lot of these teams, yeah, Detroit is one of those teams that's right there. Um, you know, for the first time in a long time, there'll be buyers at the trade deadline, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, I mean, you look at the you look at the the Red Wings are the team on the outside looking in as far as like wild card teams who might be able to sneak in there, but not the way yep. Boston's playing. Um, and the rest of the teams: Columbus, New York, Philadelphia. Man, I know we're, <laughs> we'll we'll save that for the second half. But the Flyers are a train wreck. And you hate to see it, don't you, oh, Dave? God, it, it so, breaks my heart, Pat. It really I does. The sadness in your voice for those poor, poor Philadelphia Flyers. Can I tell you my secret, like terror? Even though I know it won't happen because Doug Armstrong's too good of a GM to, to let something like that happen. I, it, I'm always terrified that this is going to be the day. Or this year, like midseason, is going to be the year where Armstrong like pulls the trigger and gets Tarasenko the trade that he wants. Like I know he's not going to do it. I know he's not because Doug Armstrong's too good of a GM to to make that mistake. But after everything that happened in the offseason, with just Tarasenko wanting to be traded, not talking about how he felt like the training staff in St. Louis didn't help him with his injury, uh, didn't treat him the way that he thought he should be treated. I. I I keep worrying, and and I will say to to Vladimir's credit, he's been playing well. You know, he's not like sub submarining a team, but I don't want him to leave the team until the until the off season. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I agree. I mean, I if the Blues weren't right where they are, which has been one of I I would say the Blues season has been a bit of a surprise so far as to how good they've been. I, I expected less. I expected less from this from them this year they've and here's the thing is i think that they're one of those teams that's shown a lot of resiliency uh you know uh with injury and with covid protocols and had to cancel some games just like everybody else in nhl but uh i felt like they've really they've really pulled together with an inconsistent lineup uh particularly a goal like that's been a revolving door uh but uh, the guys that have been brought up and come in from you know from springfield they've They've come in and they've they've filled the gaps admirably, and it makes me feel good about the future for the franchise. To where you don't you can let Tiersinko maybe go come next year. Well, is he going to be an unrestricted free agent this year, or is I he? So. I mean that and that feeds into your fear because if he's a, a UFA and and he's just going to bolt, you know, you get right. the, you get to that mindset where it's like, do we let him go for nothing? Or do we, you know, trade him and you let somebody else use him as a rental? Um, I mean, if he goes anywhere, it's going to be to somebody in the East. I would, uh, they're not going to trade him to anybody in the West so he can come back and bite him. But unless it's a damn good package, I, I mean, I don't think so. I suppose it, it's always possible when you've got the, uh, the unrestricted agents that, that somebody does something crazy because it's like, well, I don't want to get completely hosed on this. Right. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I think that with the deadline being so far away, there's no urgency, even though we think there should be. So I, I hopefully we'll see some teams make some moves because I, I think that makes for a more intriguing season and and, you know, some stuff gets done. So but 
We're going to go ahead and move on into our second commercial break. Before we head into our recorded commercials, I do have to remind you, it is my duty to remind you, that is, to that if you like Chair Shot Radio, if you like the Chair Shot Radio Network, if you like the shows that we put out each and every day, and you want to support us, the best way to do so is to head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in a Chair Shot Radio Network branded shirt. I myself am going with this fine program that airs on on Mondays. Uh, Dave is also on it as well. It's called Bandwagon Nerds. Uh, you might have heard us us on it. Uh, it's it's pretty good. I like it. Not going to be there this week, but you know I like it. The dogs like it too. Uh, but there's all kinds of great shirts out there for you to to check out, invest in, and really support. Uh, whether that's you know chair shot logos just to represent the whole brand, to sayings that we have at different shows, everything from hashtag journalism, safe tag team wrestling, everybody everybody hates Greg, Baron Corbin sucks, the whole gamut. They come in. A standard style at $19.99, but if you're feeling fancy want to spend a few fo- few dollars more, have something feel nice on your giblets, go ahead and throw a few more dollars towards that shirt order. Get it soft style. Your body will thank you. I'm wearing a soft style shirt myself, and I got I gotta say, it's it's a good it's a good investment. So the best way to help us keep giving you quality content is to support us through this site. So again, if you love what we do. If you love the content we're putting out, head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in a shirt and keep us going on the interweb airwaves for years to come. When we come back, Dave, more than Patrick, is going to guide you through the week that was in the NHL. You are listening to Hockey Talk on ChairShot Radio, part of the ChairShot Radio Network here on TheChairShot.com. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. So, uh, welcome back. Dave, I didn't watch any hockey this week, man. (laughs) Um, Who should I have paid attention to this week? Well, the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Penguins continue to be red hot and have now moved into third place in the Metro, two points ahead of the Caps who have slipped into the wild card spot. Uh, luckily, the, the Caps are a good 11 points ahead of Detroit for the last wild card spot. So they are they are the Caps are settling into where I thought they'd be, which is a wild card team. And Unless they fix that goaltending problem, it's going to be a very quick exit out of the playoffs for them. Um, Boston has been very good. Marshawn got hurt in that game against Washington on a questionable hit. Uh, didn't return, yeah. and it didn't Sorry, matter. Be, huh? His reports are he's going to be out of game. Yeah, I mean it. It was it was a questionable yeah. hit, but you know those those two teams play each other pretty tight, and it gets a little bit chippy. Uh, Florida, Tampa, and Toronto continue to dominate the, the Atlantic division. No great surprise there. Uh, and right now, I mean, really you're looking at the standings in the East and Detroit's really the only team that has a outside shot of sneaking in there. I mean, Columbus, the Islanders are playing a little bit better, but not, not well enough. And Philadelphia has got 
separate 10 game winless streaks this season. That's phenomenally bad. <laughs> so. Yeah, that is something special as I kind of look at the rundown of the week that was here uh, as of the 22nd. Yeah, the Blues, you know, over in the West, Colorado, just kind of plugging along. Colorado's another team that is just, I mean, they are on fire right now. They're a five-game winning streak right now, won nine of their last ten, and the one that they didn't win was a a point for a tie, so – You've got you've got that, but uh, you know St. Louis and Nashville are tied in points, but the Blues have them on uh, record. It would it would appear and two games so, in hand as well, right? So it's um, you know it's it's shaping up pretty well. Vegas, I don't think Vegas was Vegas in, in first last week. No, well I think they, they yeah they, I think they gotten up into they, first. Um, but it's still I I mean. And, you know, you, Yeah, I mean, but you're looking at it like anybody from Anaheim down to Vancouver is is still like legit in this business. They they are, and I think uh, one thing about Colorado, despite our our performance last week with the All Star Game, I do distinctly remember us saying that once Colorado got Nathan McKinnon back, they would be on fire, and that has happened. So we do know a couple things that we're talking about, but yeah, the the West is is a very different story from the East because you look at, I mean, just look at the wild card right now. You got Minnesota with 49 San Jose with 44, and then there's all these teams jumbled in there. I mean, you got yeah, Calgary, Dallas, Winnipeg, Vancouver has been playing much better since Bruce Boudreau took over um, Edmonton, who has just been abysmal. I mean, remember how great this team was at the beginning of the year and they yep. are terrible right now. They can't. Yeah, not even McDavid and Dreisaitl can save that sinking ship. And then, yeah, I mean, even arguably Chicago's kind of there. And then, yeah, Seattle, Seattle and Arizona aren't going anywhere. But uh, I, don't, I don't know if say Chicago is there. Do, do Did we overhype Chicago? Yeah, we you did. Know, we, thought, points. we thought they'd be better this year. Uh, I don't think we right. anticipated all the controversy and problems that they had at the beginning of the year, which really yeah. got them off to a terrible start that they've never recovered from. Edmonton, I can't figure the fuck out because it's like I, you guys have got so much talent, um, you know, but, but like, you know, they got that trade article and the one guy they're talking about dealing, but you know, Winnipeg's been playing really well other than blowing a two, nothing lead and losing to the caps the other night, they've been playing really well as well. So yeah, the, the West is to me, that is the conference to watch coming down the backstretch. I think the East is not going to change much other than who who goes in as the top three and who goes in as the wild cards that will be decided but the west is going to be really interesting ken to me personally pat it's like ken anaheim can the kings keep this up i think anaheim for sure they they are no longer to me the dark horse i'm like they're good uh the kings dude i know something speaking of the kings we gotta talk about that abysmal game uh, who was it scored like the four goals or five goals against oh, the Kings for the Sharks? Timo Meyer or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that was. I was at uh, I was at bowling of all things, and one of my one of my friends comes up to me. He's like, "Dude, have you seen how bad Jonathan Quick has been today?" And he's like, "Why won't they pull him?" And I'm like, "Sometimes you just let the goalie take it. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you just you you don't pull him, you let him take it. That was that was." LA decided to do yeah, for a I good mean, portion. 
at that at some point you just gotta say i mean jonathan quick let's you know hall of fame first ballot hall of famer no doubt i mean the guy single-handedly led the kings to two stanley cups graduate of the university of massachusetts there you go exactly yeah i mean quick's been tremendous but yeah that was a great game that uh that the uh, the guy had for the sharks five goals i mean that you just don't see that um I did notice, I guess we need to acknowledge this, that, and, and we did get the last man right. It was Troy Terry of the Ducks, who was the last guy. It was Stamkos, Gensel replacing Zabinijad, um, Troy Terry, and then Kadri. Um, Clark Gillies from the Islander Stanley Cup championship teams died at 67 a few, few days oh, ago. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Islanders, one of the banes of my existence, but this guy was really good. I mean, back in the day when the, you know, we haven't seen a dynasty like that. You know, four in a row has not happened since the Islanders, not even the great Edmonton Oilers teams could pull that off because nope. Steve Smith banked it in off of Grant Fuhrer that one season. Um, but yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't see a dynasty like the Islanders and that guy was, he was the captain. So I've seen a lot of outpouring this week about about him. So I did want to say, as you would say, happy trails, Clark Gillies, and uh, that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, other, other than that, yeah, I, I'm really interested in the West more. I mean, my, my team is going to be my team, and unless they fix the goaltending, it's not going to matter much. But the West is going to be looking like a dogfight to the very, very end, and that's going to be exciting for people on your side of the bracket. Yeah, I just don't think it's going to be my team that's on that side of the bracket that that pulls the pulls the win. Well, I mean, I think they're gonna they're certainly going to get in it. They're not going to be a wild card, but um, yeah, I mean, do you think that they match up any better against Colorado this year than last year? I think if they revert to their Stanley Cup season where they were very physical, if they play if they play Colorado the way they played, actually your Caps couple of weeks back where where they just were very physical in the in the middle of the ice uh, and don't let Colorado use its speed then yes I think that they match up it's it's about can they get out there and be physical yeah and that usually is the way you beat a team like the avalanches uh you know you get physical and slow and take their speed away from them which is their strength but um yeah I, I still I still like your guys I think that they you know, of course, it all comes down to goaltending, and 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 that's that's going to be the issue. And I still don't have, <laughs> I'm still not quite sold on Colorado's goaltending, although it's been better lately, obviously. But yeah, at some point, I mean, yeah, the Rangers are the team with the with the goaltending, and of course, Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky in Toronto, in Tampa, and yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But yeah, to me, looking at it right now, okay, there's some position swapping. As far as the top three teams, um, Pittsburgh isn't going anywhere. And, and unfortunately for me, that's the case. And, and the Caps, I just think, are going to continue to slide. Not far enough to slide out of the wild card, but eh. they're they're who I thought they'd be at this point. They surprised right. me for a couple months. <laughs> well, as you said, there's still a whole half of the season left. So a long way to go. And who knows? Like we mentioned the first half of the program, somebody's going to make a move. Somebody's going to make a change. Somebody could get hurt. There's all kinds of possibilities, things that could happen. Um, but I think that's going to do it for this week's edition of Hockey Talk uh, on Chair Shot Radio. So before we go, get out of here, Dave, as always, please tell everybody where they can find you out there on the interwebs. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude A-G-G, and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. 
And you can find me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's edition of Hockey Talk. We will be back next Tuesday to regale you with more of the news and notes from the NHL, as well as our take on the current standings. You have been listening to Hockey Talk on ChairShot Radio, a part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com.